podcast hosted by two friends pete phillips and marissa phillips we're not related and in it we tell you about some things that we know about that we think might make you a little bit smarter and uh you know look cool around your friends and your family and and people that you do know and people that you don't know and if you just walk around saying all these cool things that you learned from the show then everybody's gonna love you in other words we teach you about things you didn't know you needed to know yay Yay! So, Marissa and I have a icebreaker at the beginning of every episode, and sometimes it's hard for us to come up with them, which is funny because um, I suggested that we do icebreakers, like, that we ask each other a question of some sort, uh, because each week we had the same... It was like, how's your week? Miserable. How's yours? Miserable. So, yeah. <laughs> so we started down this path, but now it's like icebreakers are really annoying, too. And we actually haven't asked each other how our week is in a while on the show, but we both know the answers, so we're still not going to yeah. ask. So oh, what we've turned to, <laughs> so we've turned to Facebook, which has this new questions feature. And Marissa, I'm going to pitch to you the question that I saw today. Okay. It's not really a question. It's a finish the sentence. Okay. When I walk across the street, I blank. <laughs> Is that's, it? that's why I kept it because I was like I can't come up with I can't come up with anything dumber than that. <laughs> oh, um, when I walk across the street in the Poconos or Philadelphia, you need to pick a setting. Uh, let's go with the Poconos because I can't imagine any reason why you'd be walking anywhere. <laughs> when I walk across the street in the Poconos, I'm like, ooh, I wish I lived here. When I walk across the street in Philadelphia, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, I hate all of you. (laughs) You're all the worst. Cars, I hate you. People, I hate you. Shut up. What about you? When I walk across the street. That wasn't funny, guys. I'm sorry. I look both ways. Oh, fine. Whatever. (laughs) No, when I walk across the street, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> when I walk across the street, I'm like, well. <laughs> well, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. No, well, I'm asking you. Well, if you ask me, we have so many things to talk about today that nobody will care that we blew through that icebreaker so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let me start with my story that I like to do. I have one today, too. Ooh. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not comparing. I'm just, you know. My story is actually pretty tame this time, but I just feel like this will explain how I got there. But um, I was looking on Instagram. There's this girl that makes, like, cute little phone charms or whatever. And usually she just has pictures of her final pro- her final products. Um, but then I noticed, like, she had a video. And I was like, what the hell is that video going to be of? So I watch it. And it's just a video of her popping the plastic out of the molds. Like, I guess, like, the baked plastic. Okay. And, like, while she does, there's, like, a little crunching noise. And sometimes she has to really you know, really struggle to get them out. And you hear, like, you know, like, the rubbing of the plastic a little bit. And, like, I don't know, I was, like, it it felt soothing, and I didn't know why. I was just, like, okay. And then, like, I noticed she had a few more as the week went on, and I kept watching them. And I was, like, why am I watching this? This is so (laughs) stupid. 
And I was like, why does this even exist? Like, why does she have these videos? I was like, I like them, but why does she have them? I don't like this. This is stupid, but I like it. I'm so <laughs> torn. And I kept watching them. And then I was like, I was like, I kind of maybe uh, want to watch more. So I like scrolled down to see what the hashtags were because I was like, is there something to this? Like, why is she doing this? And there were two hashtags that stuck out to me. One was hashtag strangely satisfying, and the other one was hashtag ASMR. And I was like, oh, that's what ASMR is. <laughs> I've heard people talk about it, but I was just like, whatever. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, guys. So, you, you fell know. for it. Yeah, I did. Um, but I've heard about ASMR before, and even I've like seen pieces of it, and I'm like, I don't care. However, I have to okay. tell you, I really like this story because you and ASMR found each other. It's not <laughs> like you sought it out because you heard of it and you were like, yeah. ooh, what's this all about? You you know, you just met on the street, you exchanged glances, and, you know, <laughs> after a few instances, you were like, hey, you want to go out? And Let's now you're going steady with ASMR. All, my, all ASMR is not created equal. Okay? I, I, I imagine that is true. So ASMR, for anyone who doesn't know, stands for autonomous sensory meridian response and basically it refers to something similar to uh, an experience characterized by a tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins in the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine uh, and the tingling sensation generally like relaxes your limbs and gives you a general sense of well-being um, no, in my opinion. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Not to me. I wasn't like, oh, I feel tingling. All I was, I was just like, this is pleasant. That's all it was. I wasn't like, oh, I feel it. What a rush. I imagine you can skydive and just be like, that was cool. Yeah, so like, I don't know whether I'm not self-aware, which I think I'm grossly self-aware <laughs> to a problematic Painfully, point. yes. <laughs> uh, so maybe, you know, manifests slightly differently for different people. I'm not sure, but... I will say that the hashtag that was with it that said strangely satisfying, that really fit it. I was like, ooh, like, this is, I don't know, I like it. But, like, I couldn't really tell why. Um, so this article I was reading on discoverasmr.com uh, says that all, almost all of us can experience this sensation, but it's just a matter of finding your personal ASMR trigger. So like I said, all ASMR is not created equal for each person. Yes. Um, so I was like, what other things are ASMR? There's like so many. And I'm just like, the hell is some of this? But some of them include whispering and soft talking. So I watched segments of a ludicrously 25 minute long video of a girl talking like this. And she said she was going to read certain words out of a book. And so. Another type of ASMR is certain words being said. So the video, 25 minutes, was a girl repeating words that were supposed to like be like ASMR sensitive. So she would say, squish, 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 smoosh, smoosh, tusk, tusk. And I was like, whatever, dude. Um, and then other types of ASMR are page turning. Um, tapping and basically there are actually there are audio ASMR things but there are also some like visual ASMR things and I'll get a little bit more into that 
Um, so, like I said, like, that little thing, like, popping plastic out of molds was my ASMR trigger. And uh, I kind of wanted to see more. I was embarrassed, but I did. Um, so I clicked on the ASMR hashtag on Instagram, not expecting what was there. What do you think? No, actually, I already told you I was talking about. Darn it. I don't remember. I thought there was going to be a really nice mix of things, like a mix of like people whispering and a mix of the, of people all like sorts of stuff. popping uh, little plastic bubbles that they get in the mail. Yeah. There's going to be oh, there's going to be people that have like um, plastic bag sounds really lame, but they're just going to be like rustling it into like something. See, okay, that's what I expected. Um, there are more than two million ASMR hashtag things on Instagram, and I would say. At the very least, 80%, if not more, are related to the world of slime and slimers. Jeez, Marissa, could you explain more? <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean, Instagram has over 2 million, no, I'm sorry, there's more than 2 million videos of this. These are just the ones under the ASMR hashtag. These are just but, cross-posted. Yeah, Instagram has millions of videos that involve an overhead shot of a substance that is similar to either. Like, it's kind of like, there's different kinds, so they're not all the same. But there are substances that either resemble Silly Putty or Gak. Do you remember Gak from Nickelodeon from when we were kids? I think so. It's basically like a really slimy slime like, right. that resembled, like, Nickelodeon type stuff. Okay. Or do you remember Floam? That was what I was... I was getting those two crossed in my mind, so okay. thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> so yeah, there's Gooey Gack, there's a Silly Putty type substance, and there's Floam. An overhead shot of this. And in these videos, one of the following things happens. Mind you, I don't know if there's talking in some of them, but I watched <laughs> like 50 and none of them had talking. So in these videos, someone will squeeze the slime... Or someone will stretch the slime. Someone might poke the slime with their fingers, kind of aggressively. Sometimes someone will slice the slime. Oh, and my favorite one, not my favorite, like it was the most pleasant, but my favorite one that I was like, what? Was when people add small bits of something to the slime and kind of crunch it around in the slime to hear the noise it makes. But why this one was so striking to me was, okay, I don't know if you could fully understand what I'm saying without a visual. Right. I'm just imagining somebody putting cornflakes in slime. Okay. So that's what I was asking. What would you imagine they put in the slime? Yeah. Something that would make a noise before it was actually in the slime. Oftentimes it's beads. Okay. I'm sorry. You said beads? B-E-A-D-S. Yes. Okay. Not not beets the vegetable? No, not beads. Beads. They'll put, like, hundreds of beads in the slime and, like, squish it around, and it'll make a little crunchy noise. However, well, they differ. I will say that a disturbingly large amount of the beads are shaped like cows or baby bottles. Like, they don't just be, like, regular beads. They're, like, these, like, absurd beads, and I don't understand whether that enhances the ASMR or what, but, like, you just see a lady's hand, like, kneading a holding a slime with cow beads in it. And you're like, there are too many layers to this. (laughs) Take me home. So why? Okay? I get ASMR, but why this? Why slime? Why is it not 90% of people whispering? So, our response to 
myself.com. By the way, just want to clarify everyone, all of my sources today, Google gave to me after I Googled in my notorious way where I said, what's up with slime ASMR? <laughs> okay. So on self.com, there was an article that says, repetitive behaviors that are connected to a sense of touch can be very soothing to some people, which may be why people like to massage their own slime right. or watch videos of someone else doing the same to elicit, right. the, to elicit the memory of them doing it themselves. Children can be soothed by repetitive motions, like massaging slime or Play-Doh, and that doesn't necessarily change over a person's lifetime. Okay, so like if now, you were if you were a great high school like football player, but now you're like fifty, you yeah. watch football so you can remember your glory days. Yes. But with slime. <laughs> but now, okay, so like we're going, we're making sense of it now, right? Like we're we're like trying to understand like where it's coming from. <laughs> I'm so from. sorry. I'm so sorry. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now this is where I'm gonna say that it goes in a direction that I'm like. Marissa's getting off the bus. <laughs> what? And then I I feel like I ended this one without a conclusion because I was like, I don't want to know anymore. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm going to go delve into another portion. And then I'm just going to say, nope, done. <laughs> okay. Acceptable. So, go. Uh, on the article, I don't know how you say this. Hi, Snobiety? Snobiety? Have you seen that article? I mean, that, that website? Nope. Okay. It's a pretty popular website. I don't know how you say it. High snobiety or high snobiety had its own article about uh, slime ASMR. And apparently more than 3 million Instagram posts are tagged hashtag slime, which I don't even think about. Like, duh. Like, I thought that slime was just a part of ASMR, not thinking that slime was its own, like, well, subculture that, itself. That's what I was thinking. Like, get your own damn hashtag and get off this ASMR yeah. hashtag because I want to see some bubble pops and tissue exactly. paper. <laughs> so more than 3 million Instagram posts are tagged slime, and many of those videos actually tell you how to make your own slime. And I was like, okay, like, is it the slime itself that you're into, or is it just, like, the repetitive motion? Like, I'm now that now where I'm like, what is it? Are you into slime or are you into ASMR? So it goes on to explain that people in the slime subculture <laughs> – Really like slime that is attra attractive. I'm sorry, that is attractive. Uh, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter which way you say attractive. That <laughs> sentence still doesn't make sense. This girl that calls herself Prim Patana Porn, uh, who owns she the has, Instagram account. She has porn Sparkly in her name. Goo. Yeah, I know. Uh, the girl behind the Instagram account, Sparkly Goo. Although glue is gooey. Yeah, actually, there is. Uh, I've seen ones with glue, oh, where no. people just okay. opening packets of glue and seeing the glue like fall in a cup, whatever. Anyway, when I started making slime, it was because I came across Thai videos where it looked really pretty. She says, "I wanted to purchase it, only I couldn't find a vendor. I just feel like I had to touch it." <laughs> so, incidentally, uh, this slime thing, according to this article. Um, originated as a, as a trend by, uh, among Thai teenagers. But anyway, um, based on trends in the movement, uh, the ideal slime apparently has a, has dazzling visual elements, and it also has like to... Like cow beads. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and it also needs to look a certain way that will make viewers want to play with it themselves. 
And then it listed some variations of slime, which I didn't want to look up. <laughs> because it said some variations include clear slime, self-explanatory. I have seen that. It is kind of pretty, because then that's where the cow beads are. <laughs> See all the cow beads moving around? Nope. Holographic slime. I get that. Like, you get what holographic looks like. Um, butter slime. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know what that is, and I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Miss Sparkly Glue, Goo uh, says that she considers slime a form of art. Now, overall, the slime movement, who do you think is, like, Leading that charge. Juggalos. Yeah, I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> so teenage girls are the trendsetters and generally the business movement of this trend. Um, how much do you think, like, DIY types of slime cost? What do you mean DIY? So somebody else made it and I'm buying it off of them? Or how how I'm making it myself? Yeah, I mean, like, it's not from the store. It's like Etsy slime. How big? Like, 8 ounces, 12 That's ounces? That's what I don't know. They just said per tub. Per tub. Jeez, tub. It's, well, when I when I buy it. yogurt, it's like a pound of yogurt. I think it's like sixteen ounces. And if that were slime, I'm not gonna spend more than ten dollars. Okay, yeah, it's like seven to ten dollars per tub. Okay. Um, generally there are a lot of creators in their preteens, but uh, this Miss Sparkly Goo is twenty three, which is considered kind of old for the movement apparently. <sighs> um, last year she sold about six hundred dollars worth of her slime. Um, oh, don't but, say don't say her slime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there are other users, like somebody called Crafty Slime Creator. That's her Instagram account. Uh, who is 15 years old? <laughs> I'm sorry. It is run. She is a 15 year old slime stress. Oh. Um, she brought in about six thousand eight hundred dollars selling her tubs of slime last year. And um, that's what I didn't care anymore. <laughs> That's a good time to check out. Yeah, that went, was it oh, slime stress? <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess I'm gonna tell you, and this is, I, you know, I try my best to not be judgy, and I'm not, I'm not judging the people so much as I'm just like, what? Where I got it as part of ASMR, but then it like becoming its own subculture. Yeah. I no no no, or, or I'm sorry. Fine, but they're fur. No, they're not furries. But I equate <laughs> them with furries. Yeah, or juggalos. Like, yeah, and I don't <laughs> get it, and I don't get how it became. It's a pretty big thing, by the way. Like I don't. It's big. I think if I was a preteen, I might get it more. But the thing is, I loved Gak when I was little, but I didn't like want to watch other people play with Gak. I don't know. It feels very voyeuristic and in, disconcertingly intimate to me. Which I think is why I'm averse to it. Because I don't like the idea of, like, children watching people touching slime. I just don't... It feels well wrong to me. Yeah, like Nickelodeon slime. It was like, oh, I just got hit with slime. And you didn't... Like, I, I know that it's this is not a 100% true statement. But, like, I think the idea was you didn't want to get slimed. Yeah. And, like, Slimer in the Ghostbusters. He's cute and everything, but he's also gross because he's totally slimy. Like, yeah. you know, slime doesn't really get a good rap. So it is sort of surprising that it's become such a international movement. What do you What do you have in your hand? Oh, a piece of string. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I just thought it was ASMR stretching thyme. <laughs> stretching thyme? I thought it was stretching slime. Imagine. That would have been hilarious. And then no one would know what was happening. I just started playing with Silly the Putty as I'm talking to you. Um, 
No, dude. Like, first of all, I'm going to just say this right now. Like, <laughs> I said that like I'm about to say something serious, which I'm not. Um, I'm going to put it on the line. Here I, I go it, now. All my cards on the table, if I was going to get something comparable, I would want Silly Putty because it's like stretchy and stuff. This slime just like goops around. You can't like really do much with it for very long. So it's really just like, I don't when I watch these videos, it's not like somebody making different videos with the same thing of slime. It's like every video is a different slime. How much freaking money and how much effort can you put into making slime? Like some people have like yeah. hundreds of videos with a different thing of slime every single time. Like, dude. What are you doing with the slime after it's done? Yeah, I don't know. Some of them have gargantuan amounts. Like someone had like a like a fish tank full of slime with little cow beads in it. I watched that video so long because it was like <laughs> some of them already have the beads inside, and you're like whatever. But this person had like the gigantic tub, and it had cow beads on one side, and they started kneading the slime to incorporate the cow beads. And I was just like, what do they do after this freaking video? Right. Yeah. Because so, personal story, when I was a kid, I was big into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as we covered in a previous episode. Yeah. My mom was like, "There is no way in hell you're ever getting ooze, because ooze is what made them Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and there was some way you could, you know." She was like, "No, because you're gonna get it in the rug, and <laughs> it's never gonna come out." Yeah. So I wonder about, yeah, like what exactly is this stuff made out of, and how like environmentally friendly is it going to be when you're trying when you're ready to dispose of it can you just wash it off of the cow beads and use the cow beads again or do you just have like a big old fish tank full of goo that you can't do anything with you just put a lid on it and it's part of your home museum now <laughs> there were a whole i think there are a lot of different recipes but i will say that i was watching one briefly and there were like three ingredients i missed the main ingredient which i felt looked like glue but then i think it's probably then... cornstarch but then the next ingredient, this is another trend that, honestly, I feel like a whole podcast should just be just about this, but they emptied, like, ten things of Tide Pods and made no. glue, glue, glue out of that. You do know that there's, like, some weird trend with kids eating Tide Pods, right? It's not I, – I think trend is uh, <laughs> an unfair word. I'm sorry, word. there's a, there's a – <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. There's not a trend with kids eating Tide Pods, but there's an obsession with Tide Pods for yeah. sure. And it has no, manifested they're... in children eating them. Right, yes. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, More of a problem or epidemic. Pod. Not really like, you know. But there's a Tide Pod movement. <laughs> and it's, it's really, it has some casualties. Yes. Many of which are children. Yeah, so... um that's that. I, I have nothing more to say. I have to say, I've talked about a lot of things. You've told me about Vorophilia. I've talked about furries. I think this is the one the most that I'm just like, nope, I don't get it. Sorry. I give yeah. up. <laughs> Even more than Vorophilia. It's okay, because mine is very similar with a, a lack of understanding. Okay. Hit it! So, Marissa said at the end of last episode, can I do ASMR next week? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. By the way, I intended to do all of ASMR, not slime, until I saw right. how much slime there was. The show so. takes us where we're going to go. And for me, it took me to a strange place as well. And I thought, ASMR, I love audio. Um, I've always sort of been into 
like having not like having headphones on like an antisocial thing but like i've always enjoyed audio in school it was probably music and then through more school it was probably music um but yeah even if i'm in the car and there's not music on i'll have npr on something like that i think it's definitely a thing where like if uh it's too quiet i can stay with my own thoughts and then i get anxious <laughs> so i've always enjoyed having audio around we're prisoners to ourselves me and peter it's true so I was like, oh, I'll very easily find something. But my brain didn't really take me anywhere, so I just Googled the opposite of ASMR, and I discovered misophonia. Um, misophonia is... it exists. Uh, the word literally means hatred of sound, but it's not a person who hates all sounds. It's a person who can't stand certain sounds. And we all know someone who's bothered by certain sounds. Like if you crack your knuckles and somebody's like, stop that, that's gross. Or like you crack your gum or you like chew loud or you snore or something like that. Or if you eat potatoes audibly. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. But these people <laughs> seem to be driven crazy by these sounds to a physical degree so strong that they cannot help but show it. Marissa, okay. I give you mad props for describing the tingling sensation. Even though you didn't get it, yeah. I thank you so much for bringing that to the table. I cannot find anyone documenting what it actually feels like to suffer from misophonia. Oh. This is from misophonia.com. People with misophonia have specific symptoms and triggers and are sensitive to only certain sounds and occasionally to visual triggers. Any sound can become a problem to a person with misophonia, but many are some kind of background noise. People call the collection of sounds that they're sensitive to their trigger set. It uh. is possible to add to one's trigger set over time. Duh. Exposure to a trigger sound elicits an immediate negative emotional response from a person with sound sensitivities. Wow, I'd love to hang out with someone with this. The response can range from a moderate discomfort or annoyance to a full-fledged rage and panic. Fight or, okay. flight, fight or no. flight reactions often occur. During a trigger event, a person may become agitated, defensive, or offensive. I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm, I'm very close-minded right now. Let me Distance the themselves from the trigger or act out in some manner. Now, my personal story. There's a guy that I work with, and he is a supervisor, and he is a large white man in his 40s. I also... Whenever I do eat fast food, I only go to Wendy's, and there's a guy who works at the local Wendy's who is in his 20s, and he's African-American. The problem okay. is, I can't stand the supervisor so much, and this guy who works at Wendy's has his voice. So uh, I go into Wendy's, and the guy's like, hey, how are you doing? Can I help you? That's not what the voice is. I can't really? do it. If I could do it, I'd blow my brains out right here on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I hate you. Like, I hate you so much. I don't even want you to touch my food. I want you to get away from me because I hate you. Because... You're mean. <laughs> I didn't say that. But, <laughs> but like, that's how I felt based on, and I don't feel this way now anymore. I've come to some sense I say you. You do feel this way. And I made you a <laughs> No, no, no. I actually <laughs> feel like in as much as you can, I have become pals with the guy from Wendy's, not the guy from work. <laughs> but so you I reclaimed have, it. I have worked hard to overcome this okay. and that's something that some people think is possible with misophonia except of course if you suffer from misophonia which makes sense you know like if you suffer from it 
then it's kind of easy to say there's nothing you can do to to get over it. Yeah. The other thing that you're probably all thinking right now is, oh, I know somebody who like that who can't stand it when I snore and they're always like throwing a pillow at me while I'm sleeping or they don't like the way that I chew my food and they're always like eating in another room or something like that. So to you and me, it's just an annoyance, right? And it's like if that person could work at it, they could probably get over something like that. But going back to the to the Wendy's and the guy from work, I think it's a conditioning thing, right? I had a bad interaction with this supervisor at work, yeah. and then when I heard his voice coming out of another person's mouth, I didn't like that person. And yeah. again, I was conditioned to not like that sound. I have another thing that's like that, but I can't remember what it is right now. Oh, I've been conditioned by the text notification noise. When I've gone through rough patches with people that have been close to me, I have learned to hate the text message noise that I have on my phone to the point that I have to change it after I break up with somebody because it's so traumatic to hear that noise. Oh, my and again, God. With time, it's not a problem anymore. I can play some of those sounds now and it doesn't bother me. But at the time, like you just associate every time this thing goes off, I'm going to get a bad message from this person. And so... I have learned that this sound equals bad feeling. So, again, yeah. I feel like you can be conditioned into this. Likewise, you can be conditioned out of it. Yeah. But many claim that you can't because there is an additional route based outside of just the, I guess, exposure to these types of sounds driving you crazy. There is a claim that genetics is what? the blame. <laughs> Many claim that background noises that drive sufferers from agony can come from context and patterns, of course. But the website 23andMe, popular genetics testing service, you send your DNA to them, they give you a report, um, pins the condition on a variant near, I suppose this is a gene, uh, TENM2, a gene that plays a role in brain development. In an internal study of 80,000 customers who have consented to research on the subject, 23andMe researchers found that about 20% say they were, quote, filled with rage, end quote, by the sound of others eating. The researchers also found that the condition was more commonly reported by women and men. I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. It was more commonly reported by women than men. And the study identified a specific variant associated with misophonia among people of European ancestry. I mean, okay, I will say, I actually literally, now that you say it, and I, despite the fact that I was being intolerant, I do get irrationally angry sometimes if I hear people chewing. However, I have it under control. I don't leave, I don't run out of the room. I don't punch them in the face, but it makes me very angry. 2020 did a report. Uh, where they interviewed a kid and they insisted, or the, I'm sorry, they made the reporter make the sounds that would agitate the kid so that they could record an actual reaction to mis misophonia. What's my topic? Yeah. Um, and um, it looks so over the top. It looks like the kid knew there was a camera on him and he knew what he was supposed to do. Yeah, so I don't buy it. Now, you Again, talk I'm about. Sorry if you have this. So, if you have this, call me and then I'll believe you. You talk about chewing. I wanted to tell you some other triggers, but I had to record this ahead of time because I couldn't get through the list without laughing my ass off. Okay. Oz after drinking, burping, chewing, crunching, gulping, gum popping, kissing, nail biting, <laughs> silverware scraping teeth or a plate. 
slurping, oh, yeah. sipping, licking, smacking, spitting, sucking, swallowing, talking with food in mouth, yeah. tooth brushing, flossing, tooth sucking, lip smacking, wet mouth sounds, grinding teeth, throat clearing, jaw clicking, grunting, groaning, screaming, breathing, sniffling, snorting, snoring, sneezing, loud or soft voices, raspy voices, congested breathing, hiccups, yeah. yawning, wheezing, humming, muffled talking, nasally voices, overused words such as um or ah, syllabant sounds such as s, p, t, ch, k, and b, singing, gravelly voices, bad singing, soft whisper-like voices, whistling, clicking from texting, clicking from keyboard or mouse, pen clicking, writing sounds, papers rustling or ripping, ticking clocks, texting and cell phone ringtones, dishes clattering, fork scraping teeth, silverware hitting plates or other silverware, rattling change in pockets, water bottles squeezing or crinkling, breaking hard plastic, bouncing balls, plastic bags crinkling, plastic bags opening, crinkling food packages, idling cars, beep when the car is locked, car doors slamming, keys banging against steering column, turn signal clicking, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, air conditioners, <laughs> chainsaws, muffled bass music or TV through walls, doors or windows being slammed, basketball thumps, dogs barking, bird sounds, crickets, frogs, dogs or cats licking, drinking, slurping, eating People. and whining, dogs air. scratching themselves, claws tapping, babies crying or babbling, adults using baby talk, kids yelling, foot shuffling or tapping, finger snapping, foot dragging, high heels, flip-flops, Knuckle or joint cracking, eyes blinking, and nail clipping. Okay, three things. One, that's everything. That's everything in the world. Uh, two, I really want to meet someone who is agitated by buh sound words. And, um... You can never say goodbye. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Again, no, let me stop. Right. I want to this hear is what I struggled now. with. This is what I struggled with because I wanted to not laugh getting through that list. Of course, <laughs> part of that list made me say, like, uh, sucking and swallowing right after each other. So I was oh, laughing I for like a different reason. Some of it point. is ASMR in itself. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I thought. It's like um, for everybody who can't stand eating anchovies, there's somebody who loves anchovies. Yeah. And so it's a sort of give and take. Now, there's this guy who has a YouTube video. Of course, it's some jackass on YouTube. And he's like, I am a parent of a kid who suffers from misophonia, and when your kids tell you it drives them crazy while you're eating, you have to listen to them. It really drives them crazy. No, you don't. And, <laughs> but, like, you can all, like, I think the thing that I, I struggle with is that there's no, there have been tests where they see, like, a spike in brain activity, but, uh -huh. like, no one has explained what it feels like. They just go, it, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. It doesn't drive you crazy or you would be in an institution right yeah. now. Yeah. So give me something more and, like, say, you know, like, the tingling in the scalp and down the neck and everything like that. Like, tell me what it feels like. My face gets hot. You know, like, my, my fingers clench and I don't – and, like, my shoulders go up and I get defense – you know, just give me something. Honestly, yeah. That, that's why I'm not really – buying it because there's no specifics there's just specifics of everything in the world that people don't like but no yeah no, nothing about what their reaction is that reminds me in this video the guy's like misophonia is a new condition if you talk to any doctor they won't know what it is and it's like well then it's oh not real God. bro <laughs> if you talk to any doctor then who the hell made it 
that. So as I said, and I think this is quite fair, it is um, mostly prevalent in people of European ancestry. So suck it, white folks, because <laughs> you're the ones who suffer from this, including the whitest of the white, Kelly Ripa. <laughs> okay, I'm going to refrain from... She confessed to suffering from this condition in a 2012 ABC News slash 2020 interview. And it doesn't surprise me because she's annoying as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did she say what agitator? No. I mean, she might have, but I couldn't watch a video of her talking. so I didn't. What is it called again? I just, like, it's near mesothelioma, right? Misophonia. Okay. M-I-S-O-P-H-O-N-I-A. Are you sure she's never from mesothelioma? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Treatment is unclear. It hasn't been through enough testing because not enough people have really come forward about it to talk about it. It seems that either A, somebody is sort of agitated by when somebody's chewing, and so they just instinctively get up and leave the room when somebody's chewing near them, and they think it's just something. You know, they don't think it's a condition. They just think it's like a tick or a characteristic that they have, something like that, which I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it seems that there's some shame about coming out as a person who suffers from misophonia. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm giving you shame. But it, to me, goes in a direction where, okay, well, then everybody suffers from misophonia. Because, again, that dude's voice drove me crazy, and I couldn't yeah. stand the text message sound when I was dating Liz uh, towards the end of our relationship, because every text made me sad. Yeah. Now, just like the once scoffed at fibromyalgia... Uh, yeah. This could gain traction. But the problem, I had an aunt who lived with us who had fibromyalgia, and she could never, ever, ever explain what it felt like. And I just don't understand why that is. And, okay, maybe she couldn't. That's okay. But, like, you would think somebody else with fibromyalgia yeah. could. And yeah. even in commercials today, they just go, fibromyalgia is suffering from nerve pain, a burning pain in your nerves. you got friggin' nerves everywhere. Like, come on. Yeah. This, huh. however, is not in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders at this time, although oh. many believe that it will be in the future. I'm going to have to talk to my med school boyfriend and see if that's, they're whispering in the halls rumors about <laughs> myopia or whatever. Misophonia. Now, when we first started doing this podcast, I would drink in many episodes. Yeah. Um, alcohol, you know. And here's what would happen. I don't even know if you could hear that, Marissa, but I would find my, I would hear <laughs> the sound of myself swallowing whatever I was drinking. Uh-huh. So I was editing like a fiend to cut all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, and it kind of annoyed me, but I just learned don't drink during the podcast except yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I know that I don't have misophonia because I wasn't, like, trying to edit the podcast and just like, ah! Ah! <laughs> like, like, I didn't lose my mind. I was just like, this is bothersome, and I imagine it would bother other people. So I want to try to edit that out so that we sound a little bit more professional. But, yeah. again, I've worked with headphones in my ears for, like, 10 years now. <laughs> And I probably can't hear as well as many other people. So most of these things I probably wouldn't, you know be too, driven too crazy over but think about it man what if you're a person with misophonia and the sound of someone writing on a piece of paper and then the sound of them turning that piece of paper drives you crazy like 
what the hell are you going to do? Use a, you, you can't use a computer. I mean, maybe you could, but then you better hope that you don't have the misophonia where clacking keys bothers you. <laughs> what happens if you have the misophonia where you don't like words and poop words and words? Right. And there was a woman, um, I, I swear to God, I, I really did try to put enough effort in this because I really do want to understand it. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm making fun of it. And I'm not even trying to discredit it in, in a way. I want to understand it. It's just that no one has explained it. Yeah. There was a woman who seemed to suffer from thousands of maladies. And she was like, today I'm going to explain to you the difference between my audit, my audio... I'm not using the right word, but like my audio sensitivities due to autism and my misophonia. And so so she was trying to to explain that with the autism, the sounds like floated away and they felt freer and they sort of distracted her from things. And with the misophonia, it was like she just immediately got agitated whenever she heard the rustling of leaves or something like that. That sounds horrible. Right. And she... It sounded pretty horrible. She sounded like she had a very difficult life. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, I could imagine if you were a person who was triggered by words that start with CH, you're going to have trouble. And that was another thing that seemed unclear based on that guy who was talking about parenting children with misophonia. He was like, maybe you're going to tell your kids they got to just get over this. And, well, maybe they do. That was, like, his moment of self-awareness while he was recording this video. Because he's like, how's my kid going to grow up, get a job? He can't make cash because cash starts with the C sound. (laughs) Yeah, like, what does he do, not eat in front of his child? Yeah. He was like, if your kids want to take the food up to their rooms, you let them. Because you're gross. You're gross when you chew. You fat cow. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's about conditioning. I totally think it's about conditioning. But what do I know? Yes, we've learned a lot of things through conditioning. Here's one. I didn't like the taste of spinach, but I knew it was good for me. And I was tired of eating only romaine all the time. So I just made myself eat spinach. And now I can barely tell that it's even there. (laughs) I can't think of any examples for some reason. But yes. See, okay, now, despite how much I'm like, I don't get it. I do realize that I have... 100% 100% I have trickodicophobia or something. Oh, dear. That sounds scandalous. <laughs> trichodicophobia. I don't know what I'm saying. Where's right he's afraid of tricky dicks? No, I can't, look at, <laughs> I can't look at clusters. Have you heard of that one? Okay. Have you heard of that, though? Clusters of anything? Oh, like maybe. bananas? Mostly. Oh, let me see. Do you have the computer in front of you? Google... I'm recording uh, it on a computer. Google. Google, Google tricky dickophilia. No, Google fear of clusters and see what comes up. Some horrifying. I was watching a show where somebody had this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I will get physically sick. Oh, this is interesting uh, because it wraps back into one of our previous episodes as well. It was that creepypasta show on the Sci Fi Channel. Uh, I think mm-hmm. one of the characters had this particular tripophobia? Yeah, maybe it's that. I don't know why it's Whatever. Anyway, but... For example, listeners, something that most of you have probably seen before, one of the example pictures that they have is the bubbles at the top of a freshly poured cup of coffee. How they sort of just bubble at the top. See, I have a tolerance in some... I have a degree of tolerance. Or a honeycomb. That's another one that comes up a lot. 
I have a degree of tolerance, but there's, there's a certain kind. I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm the worst case. But there's a certain kind of. I also can't. I, I can't see like. I can't watch Discovery Channel things with like a lot of ants, and I can't see like a, like if I see a lot of ants on the floor, I'm gonna want to vomit. And if I see like some some honeycomb things, some like if I see like a hornet's nest that kind of has holes in it, I'll get really sick. And if someone like I couldn't even Google what I just told you to Google. If someone Googled it in front of me, I would close my eyes. And I would, if if there was a room full of that stuff, I would have to leave the room. So my point is, despite the fact that I can't wrap my mind around this hearing thing. I feel like I have something comparable, but it's visual, so I should learn to be more open-minded. That's my point. And I think that this relates back to the thing that you and I have been talking about all week long, which is that we just have to keep our minds open and understand that people are coming from different places and that everybody has different expectations, and all we got to do is just be chill with one another and be respectful. Yeah, guys. So we respect you, people who are into ASMR slime or you suffer from misophonia. We respect you. We just want to understand it more, which is actually, I think, a good thing. So if you want to call us, if you have any of these things, feel free. We'll listen. That's 570-POD-WAD-1. That is 570-P-O-D-W-A-D-1. You can leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. Marissa, you got anything to plug this week, or are we done? Look me up on Instagram, at Courtship of Veneer. Or just go to our website, where me and Pete have all our creative projects linked. At yallheard.me. I wanted to plug a new podcast that I found called Trust Issues. You can find it at wehavetrustissues.com. It's actually, look it up on iTunes or Stitcher or something else because it's a pain in the ass to navigate their website. Their website's probably like mobile friendly, which makes it weird to use on a computer. Really hard to find the RSS feed. Anyway, these two lovely people, um, talk about all sorts of weirdo stuff that they have discovered on the internet. They talk about weird Twitter, which I didn't know was a thing. They talk about Antifa super soldiers, which I did know was a thing, um, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. But they try to dig up the facts on certain things, and a lot of times they tend to be memes and things like that, but it's still a pretty interesting show. Okay. Peter's pretty good podcast recommendations. I listen to some of the ones he says. Not, I don't love all of them, but I love most of them. <laughs> So what else we got, Marissa? That's really all I got for this week, guys. Um, yeah, find me on Instagram or tweet Pete. But yeah, go to our website to find all of our links. Oh. And uh, call us and rate us and stuff. I'm going to edit this in earlier. If uh, you want a copy of my two-minute and five-second reading of misophonia <laughs> triggers, uh, then I encourage you to go to our Patreon page and start to donate at least $1 a month. The cool thing with the Patreon page is you can say you want to donate $1 a month and then after one month, stop. (laughs) But you still get all the free cool stuff that we have on the Patreon page, which admittedly is not a lot of stuff yet, but we will try to keep it up over time. Or if you'd like to download our theme song, should we put our theme song on there? We can do that. They could just cut it at the beginning too, but... Who wants to take that effort? You should make an extended version. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, make this kind of version of our theme song. Sure. We'll add more. If anyone has any requests, let us know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.